Uh, every business has some sort of process. And so the fact that you've identified that is a, is a good thing. And so within any company, you know, first you want to teach people what the, the, what it means to be part of your company, your mission, your vision, your values, your brand, your history, your story, um, what makes your market and your customer unique, because those sort of intangibles, that's somebody's introduction to being a part of your business. And then once they get deeper into being a member of your team, that's where you start to map out the standard operating procedures, the step-by-step how-tos for some Something. But it's a it's definitely a mix of of those like hard SOPs and then just the more general culture stuff. Welcome to the Viral by Design podcast with Dave Rothero, where we get inside the minds of today's leading viral marketers as they reveal the exact strategies they use to build brands, products, and campaigns that are magnetic to customers, spread like wildfire, and seize the attention of millions. This is Viral by Design. So welcome to another episode of Viral by Design. I am extremely excited today to be welcomed by Chris Ronzio. Chris is the founder and CEO of Trainual, which is a tool for growing businesses to document processes and to simplify onboarding and training throughout the process. He spent a decade building a national video production company with net over $3 million and sold that business before he even turned 25, at which point he decided to start consulting a consulting agency called Organized Chaos. After working directly with hundreds of entrepreneurs, Chris and his team created a software tool to help organize small and growing businesses. Chris is also an Inc.com columnist. He's a speaker and investor. Today, he joins the podcast to share stories from his own life and business, but also to talk about the challenges that so many entrepreneurs face when it comes to growth, company culture, focus, and technology. So Chris, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's really exciting to have you. Amazing. Thank you for that intro. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So... First of all, as we kind of touched on before we just got on the call here, I'm really keen to dig into like the, the whole systems, processes, and uh, procedures that Trainual helps people to, to to deal with because that's exactly what I'm working on right now in my business. Um, but first of all, I'd really like to hear about that kind of backstory and like um, how you got from video production company and what, what it was that inspired you to work on, on this. Yeah, sure. So the video company started when I was 14 years old. It was an event that was happening at my high school and a friend and I decided to film it and the school let us sell copies to the parents and and uh, teachers and scouts and everybody that attended. And so that really started it all. But from there, it was just doing events all over the United States. And as the business grew, we would get a contract with a sports organization and they would have events in 10 or 15 or 20 cities. And we needed to find crews in those cities to show up on the same day and do an event and look and feel like they were working for us. And so the training and standard operating procedures just became so core to the, what that business was. It was really a logistics company more than anything. So we were staffing events. We had hundreds of videographers doing thousands of events around the country. And over that process, just really refined how to train people not just on the processes and and what they do, but on what it means to be part of your brand and your company and your culture, which is such an important piece of this. So when I sold that business, started consulting and saw that every business is trying to refine their secret sauce, what makes them special? And how do you onboard the new people that you hire? How do you consistently update your best practices so that you're more profitable? And how do you just really scale a business? It all comes down to having a good playbook 
So as I was working with businesses, I would go in, I'd interview their people, map out roles, responsibilities, workflows. And over and over, I was creating Google Doc standard operating procedures or screen sharing training videos. And I thought there should be a, a system where all of this is captured and collected so that there's one place for your business to look up what they need to know. That's where the idea for Trainual came from. So at first, it was just a product for my consulting clients. We do the work and then set them up on the product. And it was kind of like a little residual revenue. Um, but after a few years, it was we were getting uh, customers that were or, or prospects writing in that didn't want the consulting. They just wanted the software. And so that was the the cue to uh, to finally make it a business. So Trainual started as its own business in 2018. We're now about three years in and uh, and it's grown really quickly around the world. So now over 5000 companies, a team of 55 people. And uh, it's pretty exciting. That's awesome, man. That's incredible. And, you know, I, for one, like really appreciate the last few years, the difference that I can make. First of all, a few things that you touched on there. First of all, about the the brand culture and the the community uh, within your kind of team, your staff, um, yeah. and also the importance and the power of documents and processes, right? So one thing which, when I first came into this this kind of process, where my mentor was telling me, hey, Dave, you need to start like documenting this stuff and sending it to standard operating procedures. That's the way you scale. And my immediate reaction was, I can't document this. This is all like, it's completely it's completely different every time. It's complete creativity. So we, we do advertising, like creative advertising. Yeah. There's no kind of standard operating procedure to it. So how do I do that? And what I've kind of learned over time is that there is always a thought process, right? So I'd love to hear like how you go in and, and you mentioned going into those companies and interviewing people. What does that process look like? And how do you extract from them their kind of secret sauce and turn that into something which is repeatable? Yeah. So what you have is creativity. You've got an expertise in generating creative ideas. And it's the same way that like a surgeon knows what to do when they open someone up, right? Like there is this back, this knowledge that you've gained over time or that you have intuitively that can't be documented, but there is a process around everything. There's protocols and procedures around how do you charge a client? How do you take them through your onboarding process? What's the frequency that you bill them? What does a slide deck look like when you're presenting content to them? So every business has content whether it's surrounding the creative or it is the the creative, you know, not not every business, uh, every business has some sort of process. And so the fact that you've identified that is a is a good thing. And so within any company, you know, first you want to teach people what the the what it means to be part of your company, your mission, your vision, your values, your brand, your history, your story, um, what makes your market and your customer unique, because those sort of intangibles, that's somebody's introduction to being a part of your business. And then once they get deeper into being a member of your team, that's where you start to map out the standard operating procedures, the step-by-step how-tos for something. But it's a, it's definitely a mix of, of those like hard SOPs and then just the more general culture stuff. Yeah, got it. Yeah. And I mean, I think the culture thing is huge as well, right? Like, so th- this is another thing which I've discovered in the last few years is actually wrapping brand values and mission statements. This kind of stuff just sounded so like like woozy to me. Like a few years ago, it's like, like this is all just nonsense. You know, I'm trying to run a business here. But then like what I've come to realize is that so two of the two of the most recent staff that I hired said the exact same thing. It feels like the stars are aligning. It feels like this role is for me, you know? And it's incredible. And that's all completely down to like mission statements and brand values and this kind of stuff. I'm I'm curious about like Trainual and, and and your brand. Like, what are your what what are your values? What, what's your mission statement? If you give an example for people listening. 
Yeah, sure. So, you know, so for us, the the vision is like the big thing that you're you're chasing. So it could be 10 or 20 years away. And for us, that's that every small business will have a playbook. And the reason they don't have a playbook right now is that because the, it's either too hard to create, it takes too much time, they don't have the expertise, the bandwidth. And so that's the big picture of what we're trying to create this simple, accessible software for. And so that's how we define the vision. Our mission is a more tangible thing. You'd think of it like a mission to the moon or a mission to Mars. There's a date on it. There's some finite measurements. And so what our measurement is, is 25,000 small business playbooks. And so that's what we're all rallied around over the next couple of years. That's how we define the mission. And then our values, these are very tangible things with stories behind them. And so I can go through all six of our values, uh, collect experiences, is the first one. So this we define as, you know, not just being all about work, but doing cool things outside of work and how what you do in your job uh, enables you to afford cool experiences, whether they're traveling and being relatable to other people. And so we're, we're all about experiences. We even go as so far as to give people an experience budget. Everyone that works for us gets a $500 experience budget to do anything like could be a new restaurant, could be a weekend trip that they do, it could be uh, something they they you know, bought and built could be a race that they're they're training for. So really anything that's an experience. Um, that's how we make that one come alive. Next one is everyone has a key. So this one in an office setting, you know, when everyone would come into the office, they could come in 24 seven, everyone like literally had a key. But this one's about ownership and autonomy and, and, you know, just be being able to suggest new best practices, because we don't like that's how it's always been done. You know, that's garbage. We want uh, a new everyone can suggest and be empowered to suggest new ways to do it. So everyone has a key, uh, collect experiences, everyone has a key. The next one is no red tape. So this is like no bureaucracy. You know, you could think that process and policy causes bureaucracy and that's not what it's about at all. And so anytime that we're layering in things to make it difficult, we get rid of processes and policies as often as we create them. And so everybody, you know, is free to, to call those things out. Carry the groceries is uh, is the next one. So this one's kind of a fun story about my first job when I was be right before I started my video company, I bagged groceries at a grocery store. And so uh, this was, uh, you know, you'd, you'd help someone bring those groceries to their car and it was unexpected. It was helpful. It was you're going out of your way. And we want all of our people to be collaborative in that way and, and help others. Um, and then the next one is make ideas happen. So this one's about not just letting things sit on a to-do list, but letting them uh, actually come to life. This is about accountability. It's about moving fast, execution, experimentation, learning. And so you can hear that these things, they're not just these trite little statements. There's an actual story behind them. There's an analogy. There's something that people identify with. We do awards um, where every month we're awarding someone for representing one of these values. Um, we have Slack channels where we're praising each other for representing the different values. And, uh, and it's language that we use internally to make sure our people are aligned. So whether we're hiring someone or in some cases when we've had to let someone go, we can point back to these values as they, you know, did they exemplify what it means to be part of our team? So it's it's been super strong for building culture. That's awesome, man. That's, that's, and it's really impressive that you got them all memorized there as well. That's great. So the, the experience of using Train Your Lem when if somebody's like a business right now and they're like absolutely going through it and they feel like they've got a, a gazillion different hats uh, in, in that business, like what's the experience like when they sign up and what can they expect in the first 30 to 60 days? 
Yeah. So when you sign up, we're trying to help you create the structure for your business. So what roles do you have? What is your industry? What is most pressing for you to document? Are you planning for a new hire that's starting next week? Or are you really trying to build this foundation more broadly for your business? And so I would recommend for everyone to take advantage of our free setup sessions that our customer success reps do, um, because they will customize train you for your business. So that will, should be your first experience is either getting on a webinar that we host or getting on a one-to-one -one session to build out what your company looks like. And so every business has these four elements to it that I, that I say the elements of a playbook. There's the profile of your company, which is all the this, this culture stuff we're talking about. Then there's your people and how who does what and the organization, the departments and teams. Then there's your policies, your rules, your handbook, and then there's your processes. And so if we can help you structure that for your business, then you can build it out and it, it's really easy to create content. But that's the first step is the structure. That's really cool. So and then do you kind of allow um, like customers to have a port as well so they can log in and take a look at like like customer needs and stuff as well? Customer docs? Yeah, so you can invent any invite anyone into the system that you want. We use a role-based permission system. So you can create a role for a customer so that they can come into your trainual account and only see content that you want customers to see. And so if there's certain processes in your business, like an, a customer onboarding that, um, you know, communication protocols or how to work with you most effectively, you can just tag those things as being customer-centric. And then when you invite them in, that's all they can see. They can't see the rest. Um, we even do this with candidates. So so when people apply to work at Trainual, we have a candidate role that gives them access to certain content that we want them to go through as they're applying so that we can see who's serious about working for us. And so we recommend that, have a lot of companies that, that use that as well. So you can control the permissions of who sees what, but uh, it's very flexible. That's great. So if, if people are listening to this right now, what's the kind of person this works for? Like how, how will people know if this is a good, a good fit for them? So the, the, the only real limitation is you have to have uh, an email address in order to get in. And so if you have a, a team that you don't have emails for, um, then it's probably not the right fit yet. Uh, maybe in the future, but for right now, it's it, it works really well for anyone using smartphones, anyone using iPads or, or other tablets, anyone using a, a computer as part of their job so that you can enter their email and invite them in to learn about your business. And then there's a, an Android app, an iOS app. And so any any type of business that needs quick reference to how to's on the go, um, it's, a, it's a good fit for that as well. Um, the best type of company is typically a, a service type of company. Like you mentioned, you have an agency. So um, an agency or any other service business usually requires people in order to grow. Um, by adding people to your operation, you take on more work, you take on more revenue, and that's how you grow. And, and when you add people, consistency is really what matters. And so training is what yields consistency. And so um, it tends to be people-powered businesses that we're best for. Right, got it. Hey, one thing that we've run into is like, what's worth documenting? You kind of touched on this before with like the creative stuff, like what's worth documenting and what's kind of over-egging it? Like, and you know, where you kind of get to a point where you run in circles around yourself and it's not really useful anymore. The only reason to document something is because you want to delegate that thing. And so if it's something that one person in your business does and they've done it forever and there's no sense in changing it, then it's not the most pressing thing to document. The things you document are the things that we're going to have 10 or 50 or 100 people doing. And so we want consistency or we're planning to promote someone and we need to take this off this person's plate. So let's document that thing because we're delegating it.
So in someone's business, you know, you may only document 40 or 50% of the things that you do um, because you have no need to document the rest or because the things that you're doing, you haven't yet figured out and they're not yet repeatable. So you would never document something before you're doing it consistently. I know you mentioned you had a mentor that uh, told you to document. You said, why? It changes every week. I wouldn't say to document that stuff. If it's changing all the time, don't don't write it down yet. But when you find yourself doing something over and over and over, then you kind of know that's the signal. Let me write this down. Let me hand it off to someone else. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, one of the big things really that we're re-documenting right now, which I originally did with client onboarding, and that in terms, for anyone listening, in terms of like the power that that can have for your uh, for your kind of your customer experience, and ergo the amount of referrals that you get, and therefore the growth of your company is huge. Like literally three clients in the last week, uh, which demonstrates how quick we're onboarding clients. Right, um, have said how impressed they were with our onboarding process versus the other places where, where they've been. So I know for a fact that there's other agencies out there that are completely missing this. Like the the opportunity to to provide a great experience, not just provide a great experience to the clients, so that like they feel like they've been taken care of, but also to to make their own lives easier, right? And it sounds like you've been proactive, which is amazing. I remember when I used to consult for agencies and I'd walk into some and they would have the steps, like the things that needed to be done for each new kickoff, but they didn't have the order that you would do them. And they didn't have the spacing of this happens on day one and this happens on day three and this happens. And just by being more intentional about that process, you're creating something repeatable that every single client you bring on will experience in the same way. And there might be some reason why you want them to have a kickoff on a certain day of the week because the follow-up or to the time to review their brand or whatever you do needs two days. And so you don't want to kick it off on a Friday or, you know, something like that. And by just putting the thought into it and writing it down and communicating it, the consistent experience is what, you know, increases your, your customer satisfaction. So it's awesome that you're doing that. Yeah, hundred percent, man. And you know, one of the things again, like just to kind of labor this point for anyone listening, because it's so powerful. One of the things that I came into contact with was the fact that, well, my own kind of mindset that I'm too busy to do this. And then, you know, it gets put off, put off, put off. But then in reality, like in the long term, if you do take the time to actually think about this and sit down and map it out in a tool like Trainual, then the amount of time that's going to save you in the future and the amount of both headaches and, and the, the increase in the amount of clients that you can onboard or the, the amounts of whatever that process is, is just huge, just massive. Taking the time to, to, to do it right now is, yeah, massive. Yeah, it's everyone's always too busy to do it until right before they're successful. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> sure, sure. That's awesome. So, so in terms of like a broader perspective on business, um, what would you say have been some of your like biggest lessons or like, or, you know, uh, growth points in, in business aside from the training based stuff? Yeah. So aside from training, one of the biggest things for me was, was stripping down what I did. And so this would be important for agencies or any other type of business. Like when I had my video production company, we started out doing first any type of video and it was commercials and music videos and, and, you know, any type of production. And then we refined it to just events. And then further, we went from any type of event to only a couple different types of events that we did. We ended up doing a lot of figure skating, uh, a lot of cheerleading, uh, dance and swimming. And so, you know, we, we picked a particular type of event. And every time we got more narrow, we got better at our workflow because we get more efficient at doing things the same way, the same way. And you get easier to refer. You mentioned referability. When we were doing just we became the company that did this sport. It was like every event in that sport wanted the best company for that sport. And 
And so we, we, our referability just skyrocketed. And so for a lot of businesses I would consult for, you'd see that they have so many services, so many different types of projects that they do for customers, because you're letting your customers dictate what you do, as opposed to cutting down your list of services and saying, we do these three things, amazing. And we're the best for those three things. And so I think that's something anyone can take a look at and just refine, cut down, narrow your scope. Yeah, hundred percent, man. That's that's great advice for sure. You know, one thing which is coming up as well um, is is this kind of the concept of repeatability, and it's kind of like um, every really huge successful uh, chain kind of take, follows this model, right? So you Starbucks, the world, the McDonald's, the world, Burger Kings, etc. Like all of these people who've got these massive businesses are able to do so because they can do that repeatable thing, right? They've standardized it so that I guess there's two sides of that, so it's easy for them, but also because people know what they're going to get as well, right? It's like it's a simplified product. Yeah. They, 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 know what yeah. to expect. Yeah. It's sort of, I, I don't know if you've ever read or heard of the book, The E-Myth. Um, yeah. It's a, it, it's an amazing book. And so Michael E. Gerber, who wrote that is actually one of our advisors at Trainual. And I remember reading that and hearing about this franchise prototype and the idea that any business should run as if you wanted to franchise, even though you have no intent of franchising, you, you want to run so that it's so buttoned up that we could repeat this operation in different cities and different countries. And so if you look at franchises like McDonald's or like Starbucks as an example, just think of how fine-tuned their pricing, their menu of services, their, their way that they serve customers, the way that they ring you up, the way that they hire people, everything is so fine-tuned. And if you can do that in your small business, it, that's what unlocks scale. You know, it's 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 not that they got there once they were scaled. It's that's that's what unlocked the scale to grow. Yeah, no, that's huge. I, it's such a, such great concept he's talking about. You know, and I, as I keep saying, like this is something which we're going through right now. So, like, you know, I'm a massive advocate for for everything you're saying. Um, anyone who's listening, where can they find out more about Trainual? Where can they get involved with your work? Sure. Trainual is just trainual.com, like a training manual. Uh, you can look with uh, look for me on LinkedIn, Instagram, at Chris Ronzio, and, and message me directly. I'd be happy to connect with anyone on here. That's awesome, man. Chris, thanks so much for your time and your wisdom. It's been awesome. Great to meet you. Thanks again. Thanks, man. This has been the Viral by Design podcast with Dave Rothero. For more viral marketing secrets and to get detailed cliff notes on all episodes, visit viralbydesign.net.